0: Welcome to episode number 10 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you are here. Today's kind of a fun episode, and I want to dive into it. We've talked a little bit about it thus far, but I really want to dive into what does living the good life mean to you? And I think for many of you out there, it's a conversation that uh, we don't have often enough. So we're gonna dive into it today. But before we get started, I wanna just make note that uh, the spring is uh, springing. (laughs) The birds are back, they are chirping. I can hear them in the morning when I wake up and my sound machine goes off. It's supposed to be something like 80 degrees this weekend, which I I don't fucking understand. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And I keep telling myself this is spring in Cleveland and if you're in the Midwest and you know, I talk about this often, uh, it's unpredictable, right? April showers bring May flowers, or so they say. And so I'm trying to embrace the weather and choose my thinking about it very carefully because, as we all know, we can get a little case of the blues uh, if we let that happen. So, so um, I want to I want to start today and I want to talk about living the good life because I think it's something that we we've hit upon in several of the previous episodes, and, um, and this is such an important concept to me and one of the things that I teach the most in uh, Women Who Cultivate and in my one-on-one business coaching that I do, and I talk a lot about living the good life and what it really means. And I think that if we talk about living the good life very traditionally, we kind of go this route um, of Living the good life means having all the things. It means having Birkin bags or Celine bags, or it means driving the big black Range Rover, which of note is on my dream list not on my vision board. I'm not sure about yours, but certainly is on mine. Um, there's something about a black Range Rover that I just think is so powerful, and it's like such a fucking boss car that I want that in my life at some point as a as a evidence and as a symbol of the power that I generate in, in my life and in the lives of those around me. And, um, and so, but we could look at cars and we could look at boats or maybe it's, you know, you guys know I talk about a beach vacation spot that is, uh, you know, a condo of some sort that is beachfront uh, that allows me to go down and to walk on a boardwalk to the sand to put my feet in the sand and then to get right into the Gulf or into the water. And that's something that I just love. And so we talk about very often when we, I think we talk about living the good life, we talk about it in terms of wealth and in terms of um, uh, affluence, right, and, and, and signs of wealth. And I think that's okay. I mean, I think that, that if we're going to really talk about goals and you want to get really clear and you want to create a vision for the life that you want, it gets it takes you getting clear on what it is that you want. You know whatever your version of the beach condo is, or whatever your version of having the first-class tickets to Hawaii, sipping a glass of champagne, you know preparing for a, a poolside cabana for you know four days with regular spa services and your besties along the way, and and so when we think about living the good life, I think the key to know here is that it really does depend on you. And it really takes you getting clear to know what it is that you want. And one of the things that I talk about most often with clients is this feeling of stuckness and this feeling of frustration and overwhelm that comes with feeling stuck. Like, I don't know what I want, but I know this isn't it. But where I'm going, no fucking idea. And I hear that all the time. I hear it so often. I hear my clients tell me they feel restless. They feel exhausted. They feel scared because they've worked so hard to get where they are, and now what? Now what are they supposed to do? This was supposed to be it. I hear this all the time. And a lot of you who are having those same thoughts and and thinking that, you then start to feel really, really frustrated and, again, overwhelmed and exhausted and and disempowered at the end of the day. And if you know anything about me, you know that I aim to remind you of the choices that you have and the decisions that you can make so that you can show it more powerfully in your life. So if we're going to agree on a few things before we start this conversation, let's just clear the air and make sure we're on the same page let's agree to the terms is what i like to do with the kids i'm like here's the terms okay we're having veg for dinner you can have broccoli or cauliflower you choose okay right but they at least know we're having vegetables for dinner and they at least know that their their options are they have options those options may not be plentiful and they have options okay so let's just agree to the terms here which is that Uh, Number one, living the good life really depends on your interpretation of what the good life is, right? So that's number one. Number two, um, living the good life doesn't have to be things that are associated with wealth or affluence. Living the good life can be small shifts that you experience on a day-to-day basis that provide you with feelings of confidence security, abundance, joy, hopefulness, laughter, excitement, uh, right? So when you start to think about living the good life, let's just make sure, and we, and we kind of have this conversation, let's just make sure that that's very clear. Number one, um, living the good life really depends on you uh, determining what your version is. And then number two, it doesn't necessarily have to um, be something associated wealth, with wealth. And I guess there's three things. Number three, um, that last piece is that it's not necessarily someplace different than you are right now, right? You could be a person who says, I desire to live the good life today, and you could change your thinking and get show yourself more evidence about how that actually is true, Okay. So that's kind of my blanket statement. So, but but let's kind of um, let's kind of talk through um, as we get started a little bit about living the good life. And I'm going to start off with giving you a little bit more about my ideas of living the good life because what's interesting is that um, you know my version of the good life is actually not that far off from where I am right now. Right there, I I'm around for my kids. I watch my kids get on the bus uh, most days of the week. I watch my children get off the bus most days of the week. I have a an incredible relationship with my husband, and of course, you know, just as a reminder, it's not all rainbows and daisies here at at uh, in this house, as it is in no house across the country, across the world, for that matter. Um, right? my really In my relationship, it is not necessarily perfect. It has its fair share of highs and lows uh, like any relationship does, of course. And sometimes I think that if I hadn't experienced some of those lows, by the way, I wouldn't actually be able to appreciate some of the highs. Just want to point that out. But I have an incredible relationship with my husband. I have a supportive relationship and a loving relationship with my husband. I live close to my family and I get to see them often. And that includes my immediate family and my extended family, my my birth family and my uh, married family. I get the benefit of watching my children grow up with their family members around them. And I have that in my life. I have that love. I have that support. I have a family that is around and it's It's not, as you know, the reality for many of us, or for all of us, or even for some of us. I have a newly redone, well, probably within a couple of years, a master bathroom with a soaker tub, and a soaker tub that is so fancy, it has chromotherapy and jets, and I can throw in some of my essential oils, and I can throw in my Epsom salts, and I can get in that thing, and I can soak. Because it is a soaker tub. It is one of the joys of being intentional about when you create a bathroom for yourself. And you say, what do I like to do in the bathroom? I like to get in a soaker tub. And I want a tub that allows me to soak all the way up to my neck. And to get in and to have the benefit of some jets and some massage therapy and um, and to also have it be a really aesthetically pleasing experience. And that's exactly what that bath is to me. And that's exactly what that tub is to me. And look, I could go on and on. I could tell you about soaker tubs. I could tell you about um, my favorite sunglasses, right? Like my version of the good life, right? You might laugh at this. My version of the good life is having um a pair of ray-bans. Why? Because those ray-bans fit my face and I love them. They're excellent. They're fantastic sunglasses. I love the way they look on me. I love the job that they do. Those things hold up. They've I've gone through a couple pairs of them at this point. And, you know, we can get the lenses replaced. They're great. They're great sunglasses. Like do you see where I'm going with this, right? My version of the good life is um it's not so fancy. It's not. I mean now you heard me talk about range rovers and you heard me talk about a beach condo and absolutely those those items and those wishes are in my vision and those are things that I am that I am plotting toward. Those are things that I have in my strategic plan and I have will take steps and and have taken steps and will continue to take steps in order to realize those goals regardless of how long it takes me. I'm in. Right? But it's not super fancy. We're not talking about private planes. We're not talking about, um, you know, living in a five million dollar house. We're not talking about, you know, luxury shoes and bags and, you know, diamonds dripping in diamonds. That's what we're not talking about. And it's not to say that we can't. It's just that that's not my version of the good life necessarily. I don't need fancy jewelry. I don't necessarily need a fancy car. I drive a car right now that's got 125,000 miles on it. I bought it when I was pregnant with my first child and my first son, it's that old. So every year when we celebrate a birthday, I also uh, remind myself that I'm still driving a car that is as old as my firstborn. And, you know, my version of the good life is, is that. it's these It's some of the simple things in life. And what's funny is that, you know, it wasn't too long ago that I was sitting in a space of, you know, I was in the same room where I'm recording this podcast today, crying, crying about what felt so heavy to me at the time, Um, what I was going to do, waiting for someone to come and literally to save me. And you want to talk about Cinderella stories or, you know, Rapunzel up in the castle and, you know in this this theme this disney world you know theme of being saved right like somebody was going to come along and just provide everything for me and life was going to be easy and butterflies and rainbows and you know gorgeous you know luxury vacations and all that and i was waiting for it and look i mean i can be transparent with you and say that i don't think i'm alone when i when i talk with honesty and openness about that kind of story being sold to me as I know it's sold to many of us as women, right? Like that is what that's what we're supposed to consider as living the good life. Some man will come you know, in a very heterosexual relationship, right? Because of course, right. the The common theme, right, that really gets generated from a lot of patriarchal thinking is, is, is really centered on um, cisgendered people and um, heterosexual relationships. So, right, and the stories of being sold on. Yes, of course you should be, you know, a woman and who just waits for your, you know, Prince Charming to come along. You're going to kiss a couple of ugly frogs, but damn it, one of them's going to be a prince and, you know, you'll be good. And it's all going to be worth it. <laughs> I mean, isn't it funny? It kind of makes me laugh just to think about it because sometimes I go back to that and I think my brain offers me like, oh, yeah. Like I'm waiting. Some, I'm just waiting for somebody to come along and save me and make it so it's not so hard right? Make this business so it's not so hard to build. And I had that thinking and now I'm on to my brain. I've done a lot of work to become very aware of that story and very aware of what it means when I believe that that is true. And all the consternation and suffering and strife that comes when I look at my life and I look at this version that I was sold and I compare the two and I feel like I am absolutely positively doing it wrong. This is a story that I have worked on for months at this point and where I'm just coming around finally to a point of seeing it for what it is, which is complete and utter bullshit. (laughs) It's just a story, a story that I took as truth, right? But back about five years ago when I was sitting here crying and waiting for someone to come along and save me, waiting for somebody to make a decision for me, uh, a decision, by the way, that I wasn't really willing to make myself – which was to leave my comfort zone of clinical practice and then to redefine my career and my professional contributions and the impact that I was going to create you know when I was waiting and waiting and suffering and putting myself through this terrible time it was awful and I could sit I can sit here and chuckle about it because as you know, when you get on the other side of something that's really hard, it's much easier to be able to look back and say, oh, <laughs> I did that, didn't I? hmm Huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right? Right? And look, I've also learned uh, over the past year of how not to engage in self-deprecating behavior and to beat myself up for feeling that way, even if I did we're right, a whole nother, a whole nother layer of the onion. As some of you guys know, some of you guys are like, "Well, no, no, I have a, I have uh, appropriate expectations, but when I do fuck things up, man, it's terrible. Like I just feel such heavy heavy levels of intense shame and I feel so guilty and you know, I feel I just I'm a terrible person. How could I let that happen, right? Like that I mean right like these are two separate issues as you very as you may well know. It's being able to look at the situation and not compare and despair. And then that's that second piece of also looking at the situation and not beating yourself up for it. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting, right? Where I was physically five years ago isn't that far off from where I am right now. I mean, even even if we look at it from this standpoint, like I, I'm still living in the same house. I got the same two kids. I got the same partner. It's a lot of familiar territory. My office looks a little bit different, right? The house, we got some new couches in here. You know, we spruce things up a little bit. But, I mean, the the piece that's so incredibly different is me and a lot of the work that I've done. A lot of the work that I've done to become more willing to leave something that's very familiar and to embrace uncertainty and to leave something that was very comfortable and to dive right into the unknown, right? To leave clinical practice and to know that I was so good at it and then to go into something that I knew literally nothing about, which was building a business. And that's the part of me that's very, very different at this point. That willingness to dream, that willingness to become more authentic, the willingness to see my patterns and to see where I get stuck. The willingness to say fuck more and not worry and care about what other people think about it. And, you know, I just want you to know that if you're sitting there thinking, well, yeah, you're that, of course you did that. Like, that's just how you are. And that's how, kind of how you show up. I just want you to also know that when I wake up in the morning, my hair looks terrible, I have terrible breath. I have, um, you know, I go through sometimes, like, issues where, you know, I'm constipated. Like, I just want want to show you and and make sure that we're very clear, like, I'm actually a normal human. And, you know, I'm not special. I'm not a special unicorn. I am not a special snowflake. Like, there's nothing about me that actually makes me any different from you. I'm really, I swear, I swear to you. I've had three pregnancies. I've had one miscarriage. I've had two babies. I, you know, I'm human. I'm human, just like you. So, if we can just agree on the fact that there are decisions that you get to make on whether or not you're going to live the good life today and whether or not you're going to define your version of living the good life, and then you're going to make sure that you take small, actionable steps to get there over time. And if we can also agree that you and I are both human, and sometimes our brains get the best of us, and sometimes we get stuck, and sometimes we have patterns that aren't helping us to get where we want to go, and sometimes we have behaviors that really don't make it easier for us to become the most powerful versions of ourselves, what I would say is that we're not so different. And... And here's what I want to consider. I want you to consider, which is that if I can do it, so can you. You can become a person who is unapologetic about living the good life. You can become a person who gets very clear about what you want. You can say, yes, in three years, I'm going to drive this car. And in five years, I'm going to have the um, beach condo. And in 10 years, I'm going to take my 15-year mortgage or my 30-year mortgage, and I'm going to change it down to a 15. I'm going to up my payments, and I'm going to make sure that I pay down my principal, and I'm going to make sure that I pay down um, you know, my mortgage. And I'm going to then take my 15-year mortgage, and I'm going to turn it into a five-year mar- mortgage. And um, – Right? You can get very clear right now and you can come up with the things that really feel meaningful to you. You can come up with kind of whatever your version of the good life is, whether it's the car or the condo or you know the the sunglasses, whatever it is for you. You get to decide that right now and you get to take steps that allow you to get there day by day, month by month, year by year. But here's what you have got to consider. If you desire to become the person who lives the good life, then you have to consider a few things. Number one, what are you willing to do to live your version of the good life? Are you willing to do the hard things? Are you willing to look at your spending and budget? so that when it comes time to pay your mortgage, you can afford to move from a a 30-year mortgage into a 15-year mortgage and you can afford the difference in payments that come month to month. Are you willing to drive the car that is 12 years old and 125,000 miles to its name? Are you willing to maintain that car once a year with oil changes and tire rotations, are you willing to put time into that car so that you save up your money and avoid a car payment so that when your car dies or you you have that money in the bank, that you go and put your money down on a new one, the one of your dreams? You go right into the Range Rover dealer and you're like, I'm here to buy a goddamn car. What do you got? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Right? Showing up powerful. You want to talk about showing up powerful? That's showing up powerful, right? Like our number two. What are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up some of your stories? Are you about how hard it is? About how it's not for you? Are you willing to stop? Stop telling yourself this, um, this old tired story about you know that you're just waiting for somebody to come and save you are you are you done are you willing to be done with that story are you willing to give it up to let it go are you willing to be the person who looks at her 403b and says wow i actually have some money in here and i'm going to take this money not only and watch it or just observe it but i'm going to take that money and i'm going to put it into some funds that help me to with time, increase my my earning and increase the amount of money that I generate with compound interest, right? Are you willing to give up your people-pleasing so that you can sit on a Zoom call with a potential client and get out of your own shit and offer them a service that could be supportive to them without questioning yourself, without feeling um, self-conscious, without without wondering whether or not your hair looks good or whether or not the background on your Zoom screen is appropriate and or you know, going to, to uh, make somebody think better of you? Are you willing to give up some of that shit in order to, to get your version of the, of the good life? Number three, who are you willing to leave behind? Some of you guys are in relationships, and they may be romantic relationships. They may be friend relationships. They may be relationships with colleagues, and those relationships are literally poisonous to you. They they influence you in a way that has you leaves you thinking more negatively than you would otherwise. They leave you questioning. They leave you in uh, places of insecurity. They leave you feeling inferior they leave you feeling powerless and frustrated, they leave you feeling full of rage, are you willing to leave those people behind in order to create your version of the good life? Are you willing to say the hard thing, to say your attitude is shit and I'm not gonna tolerate it in my life? You can say whatever you want, but our relationship at this point is over because I I won't entertain you being in my life and dumping all of your poison into uh, into this gorgeous and beautiful life that I've created for myself. Are you willing to have those conversations? Are you willing to tell those people directly, Girl, you made the cut last year, but this year, mm-mm, that's a hard no. That's a hard pass for me. If you've ever read Rachel Rogers' um, Uh, We Should All Be Millionaires, which is a fantastic book, especially if you're in business, and I highly recommend it. I want you to think about how she talks about the friend audit, doing a friend audit once a year, right? Literally, lining them up. Who gets to stay and who gets to go? Who needs to literally be booted off the island because of their their negativity, because of the way that they – Um, are uh, you know uh, bring feelings of inferiority around because of their um, their lack of um, self-respect like who who are you willing to leave behind in order to become the best version of yourself in order to become the best coach the best advanced practice nurse the best partner the best human the best parent who are you willing to leave behind Number four, what are you willing to embrace in order to create the life of your dreams? Are you willing to embrace uncertainty? Are you willing to embrace failure? Are you willing to embrace uh, the possibility that you may fail 99 times and not succeed until time 100? Are you willing to go in and try to do a budget 99 times and know that on time 100, you're finally gonna understand the budget because that's just what happened in our house. (laughs) Took me a while, I'm gonna be honest. I can be transparent about that, it's okay. I can have my own back there. But you know what? It took me like 99 times to look at a budget and hate it and think it was terrible and feel really restricted until I said, oh wow, What's on the other side of budgeting? Well, on the other side of budgeting is opportunity. On the other side of budgeting is a first-class ticket to Hawaii with champagne in my hand in business, right? Like in business class, en route to multiple spa days. Like what if we just talked about that? Would the pain of budgeting be actually worth it? If you were able to pay down your debt and watch – with one click, your debt go from fifty or 60000 to zero because you saved enough money and you invested your money and you made smart decisions with your money so that it made money while it was in your account. Are you willing to do that work to figure that shit out so that you can have that moment of joy when you click the button and you watch the number go from 60000 down to zero? Are you willing to embrace that? The discomfort, the suffering, the pain? Are you willing to embrace the failure? Are you willing to do that in order to create what you want? So those are my top four questions that I think are really can help illuminate whether or not you're ready for this. And can can help you to see some of the um, maybe opportunities to poke some holes in the stories that you've been telling yourself. And look, I mean, look, I've shared with you several stories that I've had. Several stories that I've noticed noticed now and said, wow, those really weren't useful. And if I want to live my version of the good life, I'm going to have to do something different. Right? I'm going to have to have some different stories than I've had. If I want to create different results and these stories got me to this place in my life, right? If thinking that the story of being rescued and waiting for my Prince Charming was going to come along and fix everything for me and I'd never have to go through any moment of suffering or pain or discomfort again, that story doesn't serve me and all it gets me is me crying with a fantastic career and a fantastic relationship and two thriving children and I'm sitting in the room crying my eyes out, right? Then maybe that story isn't quite so useful as I thought it was. Maybe it's time to take that story and to get rid of it, to write it on paper and to burn it. So those are some questions that can support you on your journey too, just as they've supported me. And I also want to just reiterate, right, that there's a couple a couple things to consider. You've got to get clear on defining your version of the good life, number one. You've got to consider that the good life is available to you today if you're willing to change some of your thinking. You've also got to understand that there are going to be some things that you have to embrace in order to to get some different results than you're getting right now. Right? And that you you could be on the other end of it in three months, six months, a year, a day. What if that was the case? What if you're like, wow, what if I was willing to create my version of the good life and then I was willing to outsmart my brain and to make choices that served me? And what if that started showing up for me in terms of how the universe responded to me and how I operated in the world and how people received me and the people that I then attracted? What if that all started tomorrow? What if all it took was one day and a change in your mindset? What if that was all it took? So if you are someone who wants to dive deeper into this, if you want some support with creating your version of the good life, the three-day schedule, the 20-hour work week, the uh, four-day weekends, the uh, four-times-a-year trips to uh, Cabo or or, uh, Turks and Caicos, if that's what you want, if that's your version of the good life, if you want to be the person who becomes clear on what it is, that the good life means to her, then I want to invite you to come over to Women Who Cultivate. Come on and join us because I'm going to help you stop feeling so powerless in your life. And I'm going to help you start to feel powerful in terms of the choices that you have and the decisions that you can make. And I'm going to help you learn to outsmart your brain and we're going to do it in a way that always serves you, not only now, but down the road right this is the benefit of becoming a woman who cultivates this is be- the benefit of becoming someone who commits to living the good life you not only get to learn how to do that now but you get to take that and knock it out of the park from here and down the road so so more information at www.nconklecnm.com get to getting clear on your version of the good life do it don't delay I will see you next week. Thanks for listening and take care.